Welcome to our new podcast series, Round Rock Sunday Sermons. My name is Brad Britton, Senior Pastor at First United Methodist Church of Round Rock. We are so glad you've connected with us. You can connect in different ways through social media, through our live streams on Facebook or YouTube, our website, fumc-rr.org, use hashtag fumcrr. Also, please leave a five-star review. We are here to walk with you and look forward to seeing you soon, however you join in. In the very near future, we'll be adding community missions to these podcasts, so stay plugged in to find out how you can help. We want you to know that we want to get to know you, to connect with you, and be the church where you can plug in and grow in your faith in Christ. And so thank you. We welcome you, and let's take this journey together. Good morning, D-Now. Are you there? Kind of. Hey, we are so thrilled that you have chosen to join us, and we're thrilled that you have chosen to join us as well. Uh, Y'all missed a great sermon last week. It was on loving your enemies, and it was a tough one to hear as we considered the questions Jesus asked. Uh, Folks, today is a cakewalk in comparison. Not really. It's about do not worry. And I don't know about you, but I struggle with that deeply. And um, it goes after the question that we just heard read. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? But we know the answer to that question. Worry doesn't lengthen our lives. It actually shortens it. It doesn't do much for us at all. Worry has never solved a problem. It's never cured a disease. It's never lightened a load. It's never made our lives easier or even helped us sleep better. It's never even helped us pass an exam. Worry is something that no matter how useless it is for us, we seem to do it anyway. And Jesus knows that. And so he asks, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? What's interesting to me is that America is one of the most affluent countries in the world. We don't even worry about the basics of life like food or clean water. Yet, America ranks number one on the anxiety scale. Congratulations, we are number one. We worry about everything from crime and politics to unemployment to climate change to immigration to health. And you could add to that list, I'm sure. But this morning, what do you worry about? Who do you worry about? Perhaps that question Jesus asked 2,000 years ago has profound relevance for us today. Maybe he would ask that question a little bit differently. Rather than saying, uh, can you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Maybe he would ask you, can you by worrying solve your financial problems? Can you by worrying fix those issues at work? Can you by worrying fix your parents? Can you by worrying get you a date to the prom? Can you by worrying heal a relationship? or mend a broken heart? Can you, by worrying, make your child's life better? Can you, by worrying, 
get peace in your soul or peace in the world? Not likely. But we worry anyway. And that's why I need a lot of grace for this particular sermon because I worry about everything. My kids, my grandkids, God's church. That's weird, right? I'm worrying about God's church. Things I don't have any control about, I worry about them, and probably you do too. Maybe it's part of our human condition. After all, Jesus worried in the Garden of Gethsemane, did he not? Scientists tell us that it's actually part of our genetic code. Some people are just more anxious than others, just by the way their chromosomes are designed. Worry comes to us all. And the solution for worry that Jesus told his first century followers in our scripture passage uh, was as meaningful and accurate for them as it is for you and me today. This is what he says. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? I have to admit, when I read this scripture passage, look at the birds of the air, I thought to myself, you've got to be kidding me. I have all these things on my plate, and you want me to stop and look at some birds. I don't need to waste my time looking at some birds. I need to look at a budget sheet. I need to look at a doctor's report. I need to look at the things that are going on in my life and maybe going sideways. I need to do anything but waste my time staring at some birds. But yet, that's exactly what Jesus invites his followers followers to do. And he's trying to let them in on a little secret in their lives. And it's not that we're not supposed to do things or try and, and, and try to make effort at things. Jesus was even recognizing in our scripture lesson that we sow, we plant, we reap, we harvest, we, we store in barns. We don't want to be careless and irresponsible with our lives. Yet Jesus is inviting us to a different kind of life, a no-fear life, a life that is a bit more carefree and worry-free in a worry-filled world. And it all begins by looking at the birds. We don't need to waste our time with worry. I need some help uh, from our D-NOW students. Do you think maybe two, three, four of y'all would be willing to come up here. Volunteer your neighbor. I need, just come on up. I need about three people, maybe four. Four is fine. Come on up. Come on up here. Welcome. Do y'all ever worry about anything? I'm just curious. Y'all, you have any worries? Y'all worry about stuff? Yeah. Usually 10th graders don't worry about anything, and parents are trying to get them to think about something to worry about, right? So would one of y'all mind picking up that brick? Careful with your back, lift with your legs. You got it? You got it? Yep. That's pretty good. Just hold it there. Is it kind of heavy? Kind of. All right. So if you were carrying that brick with you all day long, all you would think about was 
The brick. The brick. That's right. I probably wouldn't carry it all day long. Okay, you wouldn't. All right, and a couple of y'all come around and kind of help her hold it up here. Sometimes the way we deal with worry is we surround ourselves with people that will help us carry the load. Is, is that better? Yes. Yeah, because the reality is we are not designed to carry the brick, right? We are, it'll be overwhelming to us and too much for us. Would you mind just placing the brick gently, not through my stage? Thank you very much. And y'all can be, y'all can be seated. The best solution, thank you for your help, the best solution of all for worry is don't pick up the brick. We're not designed for it. Don't waste your time with worry. Jesus said it this way. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? It's interesting that Dallas Willard uh, relates to that last little phrase, oh, you of little faith. He actually says that's a nickname that Jesus invented for the people in his life that had very little confidence in God. And it literally means, hey, you little faiths, trust in God a little bit more. Do all that you can do, but trust in God. And because Jesus spent his entire life trying to remind us of who he was. He also spent his entire life trying to remind us and assure us that he's with us. And because God is with us, Willard says his universe is a perfectly safe place to be. So we don't need to pick up the brick. We all underestimate the power and presence of God in our lives. Our God is too small. The God we worship this morning is the God that spoke the universe into existence. Just with his word, the cosmos were created. Isaiah tells us that our God holds the oceans of the entire world just in the palm of his hand. Our God tells us, our, our scriptures tell us that our God has the hairs on our head numbered, surely some more than others, right? But he has the hairs on our head numbered, and he has the, the stars in the sky numbered and named, and he's named us even before we were born. Our God is the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Our God is the one that not even death could hold him. And because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, death can't hold us as well. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Our God is that great. Our God is that majestic. Our God is that powerful. So don't pick up the brick. Worry is a waste of our time. Because our God cares for us. He's walking with us. He's, he's loving us, and, tr- and we can put our trust in the one who loves us every single day. The lilies do it, and so do the birds. So instead of picking up the brick, Jesus says, look at the birds. 
this past Wednesday, I was driving to work and I was worried about my sermon on worry. (laughs) Frankly, I was nervous about preaching something about something that I struggled with so deeply in my own personal life. And I remember asking God, just help me, God, I don't know where to go with this. Pulled into the parking lot. And as I started walking into the office doors, I noticed there was a little 18-month-old boy playing in the bushes. An unusual sight, but he was playing in the bushes. And I noticed a flock of sparrows swooping in and swooping in, flying playfully around him. And he's laughing and giggling and gazing at them. I introduced myself to his mom, Erica, standing next to her son, And I told her what a beautiful sight it was because I was struggling this week on my sermon about birds and worry. Well, I went on inside because I needed to get after my Bible study that I was going to be leading in just a few minutes. And about 15 minutes later, Erica and her son showed back up at the church. And Erica explained to me that they had loaded up, they had started their way back home. They were driving home and God impressed on her that she needed to come back and have a conversation with me. She gave me permission this morning to share with you why. Her little boy that I met, Harris, was their third child. Erica and Barrett had Uh, a child, a daughter before. Her name um, was Harper. And Harper was born premature. And so she spent her first three months of life in the NICU, in the ICU for children. Two years later, their son Holt was born. And Holt uh, was born not breathing. And so he had to spend his first three months in ICU because of all these complications and because the doctor said there's a 100% chance that something will go wrong, something else is going to happen, they were cautious about ever considering having any more children. But several years later, they decided that they would do so. And um, right after Erica became pregnant, Harper, who had just turned five years old, hobbled into mom and said, "Um, Mama, I've been talking to God. And God told me that you're going to have a baby on July 15th. Well, Mama laughed because uh, she actually became pregnant in August and was due in April, and the math just didn't work out, but maybe children didn't get the math at that early age of their life. But the pregnancy really didn't go as planned, and... Um, Erica lost that baby. And it was several months later until she became pregnant again. And as they went to the doctors to um, just have those prenatal exams and tests run, uh, the news was not good. In fact, it was very, very bad. There were so many chromosomal abnormalities and heart defect potentials going on that it just absolutely overwhelmed Erica. And as she sat in my office explaining to me um, that visit, she said, I began to control, 
I began to sob uncontrollably in the doctor's office. I couldn't even see. I was crying so much. It just terrified me that much. And I was walking outside the doctor's office, and as I passed the stairwell, I noticed the reflection on a rain, of a rainbow on the steps. And God used that to remind me of his great promise and covenant. And from that moment on, Erica said, I knew that despite the terrifying journey that I was on, that this baby would be a gift to our family, no matter what came. And Erica explained to me she had an unexplainable peace about her life. Well, that gift was named Harris. And you just saw a picture of him playing by the bushes that day. And he was born, by the way, on July 15th, 2022. And he, for me, was a beautiful reminder of the faithfulness and love of my God who watches over my life. And just perhaps, Harris could be a reminder to you as well. A reminder that because God loves us and because he is with us, his universe is a perfectly safe place for us to be. No wonder Harris was looking at the birds. Maybe we should try that too. Let's pray. Our God, we pray today that you would open our eyes to your presence and love that always surrounds us. Forgive us, our God, for our little faith. Remind us of your great power. Grant us your peace and remind us that your universe is a perfectly safe place for all of us to be because you are by our side. We will not fear. We will trust in you, our God. Thanks for tuning in to this week's sermon series podcast from First United Methodist Church of Round Rock, Texas. For more information, you can find us online at fumc-rr.org or find us on social media at fumcrr.